Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Okay. Shut up! I was going to say hey now, but fine, go ahead. It's not your turn. It's Friday. In fact, happy motherfucking Friday! Hits a little different on a long weekend, doesn't it, Dave? Sweetly. I love it. It's nice. By the way, sorry if it's sounding weird. My mic is in my... It's a handheld mic today, what? and it's sliding in my hand a little bit. So I'm just... I just want to make sure it's not sounding bad. What, are you emceeing a wedding right now? <laughs> <laughs> I Come stopped on at radio. Down. You're the next <laughs> I contestant. <laughs> I stopped at Radio Shack on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell are you? Uh, I am in the... I don't know if you call this the Great White North or not. I'm up near Perry Sound, about 40 minutes north of Perry Sound. Why? Uh, visiting in-laws. Oh, well, you got to do weekend. that after you get married, right? I'm going to tell you, you, that's the best thing about getting divorced is not having to see those people anymore. <laughs> you just have a new I, family well, you see all the time. Listen, I, I, I like them. So that's going to come it's, up in court. That, Shit. Hey, no, Edit that out. No, but... <laughs> Oh, Dave, that Dave makes a good point. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. Are you there for the entire long weekend? Uh, yes, they're coming back like late Sunday or early Monday. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. We'll play it out. They have a hot tub, so probably Monday. Yeah, that makes sense. That'll always get you an extra day. <laughs> Got your own right? guest room with you and your wife. Uh, no, it's me and the, it's me and the dogs you in mean, one yeah. room. So. <laughs> yeah, they, they're married, so, but they still don't like him sleeping in the same room as their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do it because, uh, we don't fit properly in in any of the beds like where there's the one uh, it's like a queen bed we have we're spoiled we have a king at home so uh, laying in a queen size bed I get it. we and with two dogs in the bed with us like we're both hanging off the edge your dogs so, are the size of a baseball glove like stop talking like you've got a german shepherd or something yeah, like i'd that. lose the Dude, dogs in that bed <laughs> they sleep perpendicular to us so like it's it's like an h if you're looking at us overhead and the dogs are right in the middle like it, it's it, they take up more room than than either of us to be honest sounds like a bit of a cock block if you ask me the dogs get right between you uh well let's just say when that happens the dogs kind of get the hint and leave oh so. right. you don't toss them <laughs> out like, yeah the dogs are like we're gonna go have a smoke we'll be yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> hey, how long are you guys gonna be do i have time to grab something to eat or put, put, a, yeah. put a sock on the door handle and take it off when you're done all right i'll be yeah, back the, the dogs understand the bro code <laughs> Sorry, bud. I got uh, you. I got you. Socks on the door. I understand. That's cool. I'll just lick my ass. <laughs> I've summed up the bond over. Great. Uh, speaking of hot tub. <laughs> like gas. I'll lick gas. I'll meet you back in 15 if you're having a good day. You know, you didn't need to go all the way to Perry Sound to have a soak in a hot tub. There's one on Wellington Street in Ottawa that you could probably Whoa. use after this weekend. No kidding. It'll be open and available, right? Whose job is it to clean up the the streets of Ottawa after this weekend? Because the cops are going in now. They're going in and they're arresting people. And what happens to the bouncy castles and stuff like that? Do they get donated to less fortunate protesters or what, what goes on there? I'd like to know if you buy the bouncy castle or if you rent them. Because I like I had a hard time finding one. I remember one year for your birthday, I, I got you a bouncy castle. I do remember that. You got a bouncy yeah. castle for your birthday? That's sweet. Well, we had a, a small parking lot right in front of the studio. Like you could reach out the window and touch your car. That's how close it was at the old building. So Dave brought a bouncy castle in and had it set up there. The problem was if you jumped the wrong way, you were going to get launched right onto <laughs> Dundas Street. Yeah. It was very, very dangerous in hindsight. I had a great time. I don't think it was zoned. Let's just say that. <laughs> the parking lot was not zoned for a bouncy castle. And but we didn't you know need what? an it emergency act to get rid of that bouncy castle, now did we? Nope. Police did not show up. We were good. Actually, the police did show up, but they were just there to hang out and have a good time. They used to come <laughs> yeah, by they all enjoyed the time. It. <laughs> <laughs> they enjoyed it. Drop off coffee for the birthday and everything. It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to spend much time being political this weekend because I think it's pretty obvious what's about to happen. The cops are going in and they're going to arrest any demonstrators that do not leave willingly. This is uh, a lot of cops. 
I mean, I saw an overhead and there's way more cops than protesters. They say it's going to be such a serious situation in Ottawa today that they've canceled this session of parliament, which is a problem because today parliament was supposed to be debating whether or not they can even use the emergency act, which they're using right now to clear out the protesters. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing. Uh, It is going to be challenged in court, though. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association says they're going to take the feds to federal court and try and get a judge to say one way or the other whether or not this is legal or not. So there's that. I just hope this remains peaceful. Like, I feel like we've gone full circle now. As they were going to Ottawa, we were like, great, good, good for you. Go ahead and have your protest. You have a right to protest, but please keep it peaceful. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that Three weeks to the day later, we'd be watching cops and and emergency services go in there to remove them physically because they'd been there the mm-hmm. entire time. I never thought this would go on as long as it did. At this point, though, do you, are they going to leave or are they going to make the cops take them away? Do they want that image of cops hauling away protesters? I, I, I don't know, but this is going to be something that in the future – Comes up in a Canadian history class. I'll tell you who wants that visual. Who? The protesters. Yes, of course they do. Because they want to be able to say they were victims and, and they had their rights stomped on and things like that, which isn't true. But that's what they're looking for. And that's exactly what's going to happen in this case. And it's frustrating because I, I, I don't think anybody, including the government, thought that it would last as long as it did. Right. Which is why I don't think there was a lot of action to start. Because I think they were like, all right, let's let them get it out of their system. You know when you let a toddler cry themselves out? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think the government did in this case, saying, well, okay, we'll just let them, you know, let them get it out of their system and then they'll leave. They'll be done with this and move on. And they didn't. So I think they probably undershot how long they think this was going to go. And then here we are. I'm wondering about the people of Ottawa because they've put up with a lot of shit. And this wasn't their their fight. Those protesters went there specifically to talk to Justin Trudeau and tell him that they want the mandates gone. The people of Ottawa were just pawns. They were innocent victims in this, and they got completely let down by every level of government. I almost think that the people of Ottawa should get a rebate on their property taxes because those property taxes help pay for police. They pay for their use of their city. They pay for all the things that go into their city. And frankly, they haven't been able to use their city for a month. It's bad. And nobody seems to be talking about those people in Ottawa that have been grossly inconvenienced by all of this. See, I do see a lot of people talking about that. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people uh, very upset by it. They want them out. I mean, the majority of people that live there that aren't there for those reasons that actually live there, particularly near the downtown, just want it to be done. They want them to go. I've never seen the police completely abdicate responsibility for something like they did in this case. And this new chief, the interim chief that they've hired, he seems like a no fucking around kind of guy. He came out there yesterday and said, it's ending this weekend. This weekend will not look like previous weekends. It's over. And that's good. I think that's the kind of take charge thing they needed. But I I just don't understand how this went on for three weeks. How did just the other day they barricade off the protest and prevent supplies from getting in? How did that just happen the other day? That's usually step one. Block it off, cut off their supply of food, cut off their supply of fuel, cut off all that stuff. That's the way I thought all this was going to go down. But the more that they do and have done over the past 48 hours, the more I realize they didn't do fucking anything for the first two and a half weeks. Nothing. And those people in Ottawa are probably entitled to somewhat of a refund for their inconvenience. Yeah, that's what it felt like is that they just were waiting for them to tire themselves out. And then just be on with it. That's honestly how it feels. Do you think that in Ottawa, they're like, wow, these guys do have a lot of resolve. Like, I can't believe that they have stayed there day and night for three weeks and they're willing to keep going. Or do you think they've just had enough and they're thinking, get them out of here? I think it's probably a a little of both. Maybe there's a bit of respect to it, but at the same time, pardon me, I think you're right. I think there's people just going, all right, enough with this stupidity. Let's move it on. You know, let, let's get it out of here. Let's let's get this moving. There was something that popped up on social media earlier this week, and I kind of got nostalgic for a second. It was um, a picture of uh, uh, Prime Minister Chrétien. When remember when the protester got in his face? Yeah, he and, attacked him. and he he yeah, and he grabbed the guy. And the picture is of him with his hand like right on the guy's jaw, 
uh, Kretchen's wearing sunglasses. He looks like the goddamn Terminator. Yep. And he's he's got a hand on the guy's neck. All he needed was a cigarette hanging, dangling off the side of his mouth. <laughs> like at that exact moment. And I'm like, this is the most, this should be a Canadian heritage moment. Like <laughs> like this picture should live for the rest of time. And I, and I was like, I kind of got nostalgic about it a bit. And I was like, I, I miss that. That's <laughs> that why was, they call him the little scrapper from Shawinigan. I mean, yeah. he, a protester went at him. So Kretchen grabbed the guy by the throat. Somebody else broke into 24 Sussex. Kretchen attacked him with a fucking candle. That was the kind yes. of PM that we need right now. That's yeah. You yes. want to go? Let's go. That's what we need. Put up your nukes. Yeah, he's ready. <laughs> you know, like shit. That I guy got stuff now, down, man. Yeah, I bet you even now he's ready to do that. Oh, probably. He's probably thinking, Justin, I, you call me? I take care of it. I will roll up my sleeves and go in and clean this place up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's switch gears here because it's Friday. We'll have a little bit of fun. Do you feel somewhat violated, somewhat cheated, betrayed when you find out that as a passenger, you got a one-star rating from the Uber driver? <laughs> Oh, that's like a betrayal. Isn't it? I looked at my rating because I'm going to read you a story in just a second about a change that Uber has made. But I've looked at my rating before and I think it was like 4.8. And I'm, it, it fucking bothered me. I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? What, what more could I have done to get that to a five? Yeah. Who would give me less than a five-star rating? I'm a nice guy and I tip well and I'm not going very far. How did this happen? It actually bugged me. Did you want to try to track the person down as if it's like an ex? Yeah. Like, well, what went wrong? Like, can Just we talk tell about me, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what was well, the issue? Here? You know, some people probably do deserve that one rating, that two rating. There's a lot of people out there that are probably absolute assholes once they get into the back of an Uber. Maybe they talk shit. Maybe they uh, leave garbage or vomit. I've, I'm sure that that's happened more than one occasion because you usually take an Uber when you're drunk. In, in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of circumstances, anyway. Uh, maybe you're rude. Maybe you don't. I don't know if they're allowed to do that just based off your tip, but maybe you don't tip well. I don't know, but I would love to know more. I mean, I look at my rating now, now that we're talking about this. I'm a 4.78. What the fuck did I do oh, wrong? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. I warned you about your bad behavior and terrible you know attitude. No, I, I've i been in an Uber with other people using my account, so I'm going to strictly blame them. And one oh, of them we used to work with. Fault. No, one of them mm-hmm. we used to work with. Mm-hmm. And if you knew, I, you'd probably agree. It's probably their fault. <laughs> did you know that a drunk Uber has a different name? No. It's an Uber. <laughs> and when you, get, when you get into it, they you know right away. It's like, I'm, I ordered an Uber. Uh, and that way they know it's coming. So they put the barf bag back there for you. It's wonderful. Uber Ooh. has rolled out a new feature that lets you see just how many star ratings you've had, including how many one stars you got. Drivers can rate you, for those who don't know. Just as much as you can rate the driver, they can rate you as a passenger. So now with this new feature, you go to Privacy Center, in your Uber account, and then look for view my ratings. Until now, all you got was your average rating from all of the rides you've ever done. Now you can see how many one, two, three, four, and five star ratings you got. It won't tell you which driver, though, gave you the good or bad rating. Okay. Do they give you any detail, though? Like, if it if it's something like you weren't at the same spot you told me to pick you up, or if it was... You complained or you, you were backseat driving. Does it give you that detail? No, because then that would help link you to the driver yeah. that gave you the shitty rating and they're afraid of retaliation. And retaliation could be turning around and giving them a one-star rating. It could be taking back the tip or, I don't know, maybe you just go looking for the person. Yeah. Oh, good. So it's like an anonymous profile on social media. Cool. That's great. <laughs> it's a bot driver. <laughs> the, yeah, great. The press release uh, lists five different reasons that drivers typically give you a one-star rating. Okay. Leaving trash in their car, mm-hmm. not wearing your seatbelt, making them wait, being rude or disrespectful, and the number one thing that will make a driver give you a poor rating in an Uber, slamming the door when you get out of the car. <laughs> oh, wow. Such a whoa, little whoa. thing. But wow. I get it. It's their car. They don't want their door slammed. What if you're used to a, a car, a very big car that takes a lot of power to shut, and then you end up in like a itty bitty Uber, and then you accidentally do it? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's probably a difference in how my door closes from how your door closes. I don't know unless I try it out. I didn't mean to slam your door. I wasn't mad. I had a great chat. Sometimes you really got to give her, you know, to some of these doors. And, and in other cases, you don't. Um, I All of those things on the list make sense to me. If I was an Uber driver, and I'm telling you, I probably could never do it. I couldn't do it. There'd be certain aspects about it I'd like. But just generally speaking, if it was an irritating person, I'd want to, I'd be really drawn to give them a one star just if they were irritating i every time i get in an uber i get into an in-depth conversation with them for some reason even if i'm not going very far i've met guys that were doctors in other countries and Mm. now have come here and are driving uber and we've talked about how unfair the system is to get into the healthcare system here even though we clearly need people I've talked to other drivers about some of the prick passengers they've had. I've even convinced them to reprogram the radio stations because they didn't know that, oh, wow, yeah, if you just hold the button in, it'll program the preset. You can put it on 91.5 The Beat. I've had great conversations with them. I always tip well. I want to know who the hell gave me point two off of my rating. Yeah, I want to know what you think you did well that you didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something yeah, that you thought there's was something. probably some like little innocuous thing, but you are the one who did it wrong. And the thing is, whatever it was, it would probably just piss me off to know. It's probably better yeah. that I don't know because it will eat away at no. me for a long time. Feedback. You got to be all about the feedback. <laughs> I'd like to know a little something. Well, Kat, I like feedback too. But if the feedback is something ridiculous like, uh, oh, he asked for me to turn up the heat. What a prick. That'll That'll drive me nuts. It was fucking cold. What do you want? You want me to get the forecast from that day? Let me show you why I asked you to turn up the heat. You know what it probably is? It's somebody who doesn't like being given directions or uh, oh. questioned on the route that they're taking. Yeah. Like you might have been, you won't probably won't even remember it because it's so small, but you might have said to them something along the lines of, oh, you're taking the gardener. Huh. I would have taken Lakeshore. Hang and on. Like, well, cool. Then, then why don't you drive? And like, hang on, <laughs> Dave, because you and I have both been in a car with Scott, and you know damn well that's exactly what happens. You always take Lakeshore. He always questions questions which way you decide to take. Always. And then it usually. Even if it is the faster even way. Even if it's the did. faster way. And then when you say, well, Waze says this way, he'll do the, oh, oh, oh okay. Like, oh, no, all right. No, no. As if uh, oh, that's incorrect. Waze says it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I guarantee you that's what it is. There's a right way and a wrong way to enter the six. <laughs> and if you take the gardener, you've taken the wrong way. That's just. <laughs> if it's not about the driving itself, it's about which parking lot you pick. Right. It's a, it's a, ah, oh, seriously, this far? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's it's you not did, far. didn't want to bother trying any of the other lots oh, okay uh, all right i guess i'll get ready to walk cool it's 300 <laughs> meters from the front door <laughs> oh cat let me ask you this have you ever had to drop scott off at the front door i'm trying to think if i did i remember when we went to a rock game we got lucky though in a, in a really close parking lot but i think i was going to yeah which is very <laughs> cur- courteous i make dave do that because i have nice shoes and i don't want to get them all snowy <laughs> <laughs> well it, he'll do it with a bit of um like a bit of a cloak to it too because he'll say uh okay well i'll just go get a setup and like i'll get us i'll get us like signed in or whatever it may be and i'm like okay i'll go, go park the car i'll get us some drinks <laughs> but then you end up entering and yeah. you're still chatting with someone at the front not having signed yeah. you in yet <laughs> oh there was one i don't remember what event it was, but it was we we show same exact same situation i dropped him off at the front went to go park my car and he's like all right well i'll go and get get our uh, get our stuff all signed up and signed in and all that so i come back and he's outside having a smoke and, and i go oh where's the where's the badge and stuff he's like oh i haven't gone in yet i'm like that was like 15 minutes ago well that's because you park so far away <laughs> i think it was some event i i think it was probably at a hotel and it was a night where there was like it was one of those like mega nights where the uh the raptors were playing the um the jays were playing the tfc was playing like it was so many things going on in the downtown core and (laughs) there was nowhere to park like nothing like i was at one point just going to leave my car at an intersection and hope it's going to be there when we're done like it was that bad i believe you can do that in ottawa now (laughs) oh yeah you You can park park in the middle of the road and leave yeah yeah that's fine anywhere you This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
What? While we're talking about vehicles, I don't know if I want to laugh or feel bad for these people. But, I mean, if you're waiting for your new Porsche to arrive here from Germany, you're probably going to be waiting quite a while. Because a cargo ship with 4,000 cars on it is now just adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. It has nothing to do with jammed ports or supply chains. There was a fire that broke out on board, and it was serious enough that the Portuguese Navy had to be called in to rescue the 22 crew members that were taking these 4,000 vehicles. The cargo ship is called the Felicity Ace. Now abandoned, just bobbing up and down in the Atlantic, and still partially on fire. It's still smoking. With Uh, all that water around it? Yeah. A spokesperson for Porsche says it's unclear what happened or what the next steps are, and even what the status of the cars on board is. It doesn't look good, Kat. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I'm glad nobody's hurt, and that's the only reason why I'm giving myself the okay to laugh a little bit. Like, this couldn't have been a cargo ship full of Kias. Why Porsche Porsche and Lamborghinis? It had to? It couldn't have been anything else? Nothing? Uh, We got to apologize to Kia. Mark that down. Uh, yeah, I, I made a, I made a note. Don't worry. Okay, so they say many of the Porsches in the shipment were special orders that customers have been waiting to receive. According to thedrive.com, there were also 189 Bentleys on the ship, along with Audis and wow. some Lamborghinis. Wow. Was it a good idea to fill this ship with half a billion dollars worth of cars? I think that's what they do. I mean, that's how they usually do it. It just so happens this one caught fire. How does that happen? And what does the Portuguese Navy look like? I'd like to ask a few questions about that, too. But that's for another day. Yeah, I mean, if you're just flipping through Instagram or something like that, maybe you'll see the videos. It's remarkable to me that we've got actual video from the middle of the Atlantic where a ship is on fire. But we can't get an alternate angle from Wellington Street in Ottawa. Could somebody please move the camera around? In this case, there is video. You can see the ship burning and smoking, and you know that there's 4,000 expensive cars on there. And I'm wondering, how was this allowed to happen? Was this careless smoking? Did a plane drop something on them? This shouldn't happen in the middle of the ocean. Well, it shouldn't, but I mean, that a ship like that, I assume, has all the amenities that you would expect because people are in it for a long period of time, right? Is there not like a kitchen in it and lots of different ways that, you, that things could catch fire, I assume, because there's got to be some form of living quarters in there if they're traveling that long. I don't know. I couldn't tell you where they were going or where they were coming from, but I assume there it takes- There were some crewmen It's a jaunt. Like, it's a good jaunt, but it could have been, yeah, like maybe like, oh, let's fucking have a, I don't know, fajita night, and that went terribly wrong. Like, terribly- yeah, we're going to barbecue some steak. <laughs> tonight. That's terribly wrong. See, I'm picturing somebody sitting in a little bunkie with just a candle writing a letter to their love back in <laughs> Portugal and and they fall asleep and the candle ends up catching fire on a blanket and then it all goes south from there. What year was I it? I built quite a story. What uh, year yeah, was yeah. this? What? <laughs> on a technicality, I'm kind of wondering here, does this fall under the people who bought the car's insurance or does it fall under Porsche's insurance or the shipping company's insurance? The reason I ask is because these cars were customized to the people who bought Ooh, them. Yeah, you, you they got to be. There's a lot of pissed rich people right now. Yeah. If you bought a car <laughs> and you know your car is on the way, finally, after all the delays and ship shortages and shit like that, you know it's finally coming. Five days and it's going to be here in Canada. And then you open the news uh, and your car is on and fire. You're watching it go up in flames. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so twisted. I find this thing hilarious. There, there are funny parts to this, and then there, there are kind of sad parts, and it's a real drama. Like this thing takes you on some turns. I'm picturing that that rich person who's waiting for that beautiful car to get here. I don't think they're hurting. They're probably okay with a car in the meantime. Like I don't think they're going from like an you know a '93 Cavalier that's falling apart, and they're like, just I just need this car to get here, man. I don't think it's that severe, but I, I, it's kind of funny that it's a bunch of rich cars. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just being. It's a, a waste. It. Like for sure, it's a waste though. Like what a waste this fire is. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, anything that's valuable that burns is a waste. Yeah. You know? This is great. I uh, used to have a boat, and I'm wondering how far out is it? Because if there's a bunch of free cars out there, most of them not burnt or smoke damaged. <laughs> I think they mostly are, but okay. <laughs> it's a new color. It's called burnt orange. Were the gas tanks full or not? I mean, we need to know before <laughs> we right, go well, ahead and, and exp- uh, go ahead and bring out all our resources on this one. I'm an experienced Cap- mariner. <laughs> 
Captain Scott, can you tell everybody what eventually happened to your boat? Oh, it sunk yeah. in Lake Ontario. Yeah. It yeah, sunk. It, it sunk. sunk. So don't ask Scott about <laughs> how he should have used the boat or how these cars should have gotten here safely. He cannot help. We also got stranded in Hamilton Harbor and Dave had to <laughs> row. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> That's why I keep an oar on board, just in case. <laughs> I, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a yacht by any means, but it was enough that I had to get up and move to each side of the boat to, to oh, row. No. He was like a modern day Adam <laughs> Vancouverton. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I got I got no gold medals that day. And I think that was the same day that you when we were trying to tow the boat in when we finally got it to the shore. Didn't you lose your watch or wedding ring or something like that? Uh, I did lose my wedding ring uh, in um, Bellwood Lake. Oh, okay. Then it was a watch that fell off because I remember you were towing it up, and then you looked. He went to look at what time it is, and it was like a cartoon cat. He like looked at his <laughs> wrist, and there was no watch, and he's like, <laughs> like his eyes came out of his head. <laughs> oh, that would happen to Scott. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't laugh because I couldn't lift my arms, but I was like, <laughs> this is this is very funny. I hope that you have uh, worked on your upper body strength since then, <laughs> in case yeah, we ever yeah. go boating again. I'm, I'm, I'm retired. Kidding. We'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm retired from being your first mate. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, I'm curious to know what you would do in this situation. There's a guy who thinks he's being clever. I think he's being a bit of a dick. But he's using an app, whether he created it or found it or downloaded it or something. He's filmed himself going into a restaurant. It was on Valentine's Day. He was with his wife. And he asked the waitress if she wanted to play a game for her tip. And on this, you can go anywhere from no tip to 10%, 20%, 50%, right up to 200%. If you were the waitress or waiter and the customer said, let's play a game to see how much your tip is going to be. It could go as high as 200% or it could be zero. Would you like those odds or would you think this guy's just a dick? I'd probably be like, I'm too busy for this right now. And mm-hmm. I assume on Valentine's Day when you're a server in a restaurant, you might be too busy to play a game. You would think so, right? But if you want to gamble a little bit, this isn't a bad idea. Well, I could get the much, much, much 10 times more of a tip than I probably would. What's the game? Or I get nothing at all. You swipe. So he brings his iPad and you swipe. It's kind of like the price is right. Where you watch the wheel go around, God. whatever it lands like on spin is, to win? is your tip amount, but it could be nothing. And then that would suck if you worked all that time and got zero tip. What is the option, by the way? Either let's play this game or you get nothing anyway? I think he probably would have given her something, but there's the opportunity to make more. But if you take the opportunity, you could get nothing. Would you take that? You know what I would do? I would say yes, but only if I could spin this before I serve you. Because if you're giving me nothing, you're getting shit service. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're playing those odds either. Well, in this case, the waitress did swipe, and she played his game. 200%, he had to pay $92 on a $46 bill. All right. It worked in her favor, but could have just as easily gone the other way. I guess what I'm asking is, what is your risk tolerance as a server when it comes to tips? (laughs) $46 bill, by the way. Yeah. Valentine's Day dinner is that yeah what did you have one app and water do you allow her to have an appetizer (laughs) and and an appetizer only yeah yeah we went to tgi fridays all you can eat apps for four dollars where's a meal even 46 dollars was this wendy's hi we're gonna split the mozzarella sticks (laughs) (laughs) and what about your mains uh the i said the mozzarella sticks (laughs) i mentioned it yeah The, mar- the marinara sauce is pretty filling. Can I order from the kids' menu or no? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get that, cat? Adults trying to order from the kids' menu? Yes. Yeah, not often, and- but yes. What do you do? Do you allow it? Or you know, do you say, sorry, the Montana's Charter of <laughs> Freedoms and Rights does not allow this? You know, to be honest with you, I don't remember. I think it it did depend on what manager. There are managers that were very strict, and there are managers who didn't give a shit. So if I knew it was the manager that didn't give a shit, I was like, oh, okay, 
Fine. Would you like the free little mini ice cream cone that goes with it, too? Oh, God. (laughs) The answer is yes, but please don't mock me about it. But in all (laughs) fairness, though, there's some times when you don't want an adult serving. I've gone to McDonald's before, and I was just a little hungry, not crazy hungry. I've ordered a Happy Meal. But you feel like an asshole as an adult when they give you the toy. (laughs) You should feel like an asshole. And I don't want to tell them keep the toy because then they know I'm the cheap fuck who ordered the Happy Meal for me. You get up to order it, and and, uh, and then they ask, is it a toy for a boy or a girl? And you're like, uh, a boy. <laughs> As if they're supposed to know. <laughs> then they get up. And, do they do they look in the windows to see if they can find a the man. kid? man. It's for a man. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's for a boy or a girl. It's a man. <laughs> if any of those man toys back there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Guys. skip the minion toy and give me a Big Mac. <laughs> Go along with it. The suffering will finally end on Sunday, everybody. The Winter Olympics are coming to a close this weekend. God. Are, am I crazy? People weren't into this one, right? They weren't paying attention. They didn't really care. Whether it be the fact that it was in China or the fact that it's just uh, awful to do it in a completely opposite time zone. Did you watch anything, Dave? Very little. Uh, my problem with sports is I always want to watch it live. So uh, they don't always indicate whether this is a repeat or not. And I almost feel cheated when I find out it's something that's already happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's frustrating. Like, I, d- I don't watch moguls ever in my life. But when I watch it in the Olympics, I'm annoyed that it's not live. And I'm like, why is that the thing that upsets me about it? Uh, I don't know how they're scoring. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know what slalom means. Like, what? And I'm still trying to sit and watch it at midnight. Not sure if it's live or not. But yeah, you're right. I think the vibe was just obviously different this year with the pandemic, with China, with with all the other things going on around us. This was a hard one to, to pay attention to. I got really, really snobby about the whole thing. There was a few times when I tried to watch it and it would be like, I don't know, a quarterfinal match between Great Britain and Germany. And I'm thinking... If Canada's not in it, I don't give a shit. I also don't give a shit about quarterfinals. I want like a medal round or nothing. But it seems like it was so few and far between. And the medal rounds were on like when we drive to work at three o'clock in the morning. It was very difficult to keep track of. And then, okay, I'll watch it in prime time tonight. But you've already heard who won throughout the day because it's nonstop and nobody does spoiler alert when it comes to the Olympics. They only have to do that for the goddamn bachelor. So I ended up not caring because... Here we are. Yeah. I it, just, it was just weird timing this year. I'm just glad we're back to like regularly scheduled everything after this, just in terms of like entertainment and stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I didn't watch much of it at all. This is NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah, baby. Go Freddie Van Vliet. You, you're a reserve on Team LeBron, but when you get into the game, you go out there and play like an animal like you can, Freddie. He'll be in the three-point competition. He's actually one of the odds-on favorite to win the three-point competition. He's so good. He is so good. I'm. So, you're a basketball fan, Dave. You are you going to be watching some of this? Are you watching tonight? Uh, I like the skills competition. The game is a joke, right? Because it's just a, it's <laughs> they just toss around oh, the ball. Nobody's, I, I agree. nobody's playing the game. I agree. Like, it's the score ends up being like one ninety-three to one eighty-four, and you're like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like it's a it's a toss around, really. Um, but I like the skills competitions. Obviously, the dunk competition. There's, I think we have some some invested interest in it because of uh, the way Vince Carter did it so many years ago. We've seen a Raptor win it, so we always think, oh, this is so cool. And and I don't know, my friends who weren't really into basketball got into basketball because of that. So there was a there's just that little bit of extra love that goes along with it. But every year watching the, the dunk competition, I think there's no way there's any dunks left. Like, what are they going to what do? What could they do? I mean, they could make it very... Use hockey players. Very 20... <laughs> See, but that might be funny. They could They could do... A, there's a number of things you could do. You could bring it into 2022, however, whatever that means. Bring in a celebrity that happens to be hot in the moment or whatever. They, they find ways around it. Tonight's the celebrity game, by the way. And why does Machine Gun Kelly, like, pop up everywhere right now? Because he's dating Megan Fox. Like, holy shit. Because they want part- Megan Fox to come, so he, they invite Machine Gun maybe, Kelly. Maybe that's it, because he's a part of, like, everything this weekend. It's crazy. He's playing. Tiffany Haddish is playing tonight. Um, and there's a Quavo, who's a who's a favorite. I think he won, like, the MVP for the celebrity game, like, five times in a row. He's also going to be playing tonight. I always find that fun, because they'll, the, they'll mic them up, and then mm-hmm. you just hear them, like, shit-talking each other. I'm looking ahead, though, at the uh, the all-star, the skills. I'm with you, by the way. Skills challenge, that's usually what I watch. I don't really care as much about the actual game, although it's cool to see 
you know, I think we just have a one player in reserve, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think it's a starter. Yeah, Freddie is a... Freddie's not a starter, right? No, he's a reserve on Team LeBron. Scotty Barnes is going to go, but he's only going for the rookie challenge. Right. But I'm looking at these, uh, what they have coming up for for tomorrow night for all the skill stuff. Holy shit. They'll just sponsor out everything, eh? You got the HBCU Classic. Presented by AT&T, followed by the State Farm All-Star Saturday Night. That's like the pre-show. The Taco Bell Skills Challenge. The Mountain Dew Three-Point Contest and the AT&T Slam Dunk. That's great. Just make that money, NBA. Then they're making a fortune. Holy cow, that's crazy. Everything double sponsored. (laughs) You got Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. And could you imagine seeing a player chug a Mountain Dew on the sidelines? No, or, that or would never it's, happen. It's for the people sitting on their ass watching it. Like that's what it's for. Uh, yeah. It's not for the actual like uh, the hardcore athletes. They're not eating that shit. But the people watching on their ass, like, I could do that dunk. Hey, that's a good idea. Order some Taco Bell. Yeah, you don't see J- James Harden standing up and eating a no. chalupa <laughs> in the while well, they're in the huddle. <laughs> they're not. They're not handing out hot sauce. Wow. Um. After sex. You've done the deed. You've had your dance with no pants. Really took a turn, by the way. Yeah, well, I've, I've yeah. got a lot of th- topics to cover here, <laughs> here in this short okay, amount of time. Let's, so no, let's we're jump right in. Going. Here we yeah. go. So you've had sex. Now what? What's your next move when you're done? The very first thing that happens after you're done. Okay, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, isn't your cab almost here? <laughs> you whisper a sweet nothing like. The Uber money is on the train. <laughs> Thanks. You know how to find your way out, right? Good. Oh, that would be so weird if if, if they said thanks. I th- I think that Wait, would be you the wouldn't weirdest like to, thing. Wait a minute. You wouldn't like to hear a thank you? I don't think I've ever been thanked. <gasps> would you like should to? Should I be? Th- yeah, I think maybe I don't you know. Should. should I be thanked? I don't know. Have you ever done the thanking? I've said thank you. So. I do. Hey, if you've got a good thing, you keep that happy. And if, and if that means giving out a thank you, it's the courteous thing to do. Honestly, I feel better now than I did, so I owe you a thank you. I'll give you a rating like this is an Uber ride. <laughs> do you have an app or something? Let me go on and fill out a review for you. Four stars? <laughs> Why did I lose a star? You well, you checked most of the boxes, but you can so hold Kat, that what would? What would be better than a th- a thank you, or if, like in an in an awkward kind of post haze, you kind of just look over and just in a Borat voice of like they're nice. <laughs> like, what, do you, what would you what would you prefer? Your wife must hate you. At that point, the, the good thing is the good thing is at that point you don't need to worry about turning the other person on. It's already done, You're right? Done. done, finished, fabulous. You could say whatever you want, really, in that moment. You could say whatever <laughs> well, you want. It's fine. Isn't you good? Isn't that the <laughs> <laughs> you good? <laughs> that works. Well, Is, isn't isn't that the ultimate moment of of come down from a hundred to zero, like as fast as you humanly possibly can go from one hundred to zero? That's when it happens, isn't it? You're just like, well, I, I now have nothing intelligent to say. I'm not, I'm not courting you any longer. Like, <laughs> you want to what do you do? watch some Netflix for a bit, or <laughs> tired, or what are you doing now? Are we eating? We can finally eat now. Now that we're done, uh, ne- we can eat. Netflix got us into this. Mess. <laughs> you know where the kitchen is, right? <laughs> I really want a sandwich. <laughs> could you? Oh, could you imagine? You just lean over and like whisper an order. <laughs> Ham and cheese would be lovely. I'm gonna get a veggie burger, relish, hot peppers, and he just. And if you can have it here in less than 20 minutes, that'd be great. Do you have Dash Pass? <laughs> don't don't forget the malt vinegar. You're like what? It's Mad Max Monday. Did you know that? Would you? How would you feel, Cat, if if the, if as it was finishing, you know? A, your partner reaches over and just grabs a bag of chips. <laughs> like, doesn't even get out of bed. Like, it's just much, like, much, much. Yeah, right to the Miss Vicky's. Like, like, can you imagine what an experience that would be? Would you want? Would you want chips, or would you be like, can you please go use the washroom? <laughs> I mean, there's that. To answer your question, there is a moment of cleanup depending on how everything went. Right. Right. Yeah. You're reading my mind because normally I, I, we see surveys like this all the time. And normally I just glance over them. This one caught my attention because the question was, 
after sex, immediately after sex, what do you do next? My first instinct would be, well, you've got to clean up. Go to the bathroom? Nope. No, nope. no, that's nope. not it. Nope. Uh, when we get to the stuff that should be done, that's much further down the list. The first thing that people say they do <gasps> after sex. Don't tell. Wait, it's something just popped in my head. Don't tell me to check your phone. That's on the list, oh, but it's not God. number one. Go to sleep. Just uh, roll no. over. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm I'm done. I'm I can going put to this, sleep here. I can put this towel in the hamper in the morning. <laughs> Seriously, you just finished sex and you just rolled over and right to sleep like you've got narcolepsy or something. No, I can't. I can't do it. I, I'm I'm too, man, I don't want to admit that I'm like a neat freak because I don't think I am, but I think that would bother me. Like the sh- like the, the fitted sheet comes off the corner of the bed, you know, and you notice right, it. Right, I, right. You know, you can't just lay down in bed with that. That's what, what kind of. So a- Dave makes the bed again is what Dave <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. Up, get up. Get up. That. The that dust ruffle got a little, got a little tangled yeah, here. You're 100 percent right. Get up. Just, get up. Wait a minute. So if she wants to sleep or relax, you tell her to get up so you could fix the bed. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations! You just slept with a man with wild OCD. <laughs> <laughs> if like the if the sheets are twisted, like any of that, like what are we what are we doing I here? Can't Where, live like uh, this. No, like, what is this? Can we not agree, though, that you should probably get cleaned up even before you do that? Otherwise, that aforementioned sheet is just going to be sticking to you when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's not a toga. Like, you shouldn't be wearing it afterwards. (laughs) Look, Ma, no hands. Uh, (laughs) No. You get out of bed and drag the sheet with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's too much. There's just too much that needs to be done afterwards. Like, (laughs) too much. God damn it, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Dave like, has a checklist. Dave has a checklist. Okay, let me just go through the motions here. Make sure we are good to go. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I think I left the bathroom light on. Like, everything needs to be taken care of. Did I lock the front door? Like, everything needs to Don't be taken care of. Take the dogs out afterwards. for one last pee. You're right. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. It's just responsible. <laughs> so, again, the number one thing that people do after <laughs> sex is just roll over. Uh-huh. And go to sleep. Wow. I, okay. Number two is turn on the TV. Number three, cuddle. Number four, check your phone. Number five, take a shower. There were four more things. Wow. Oh, I, I guess we should add make the bed as an honorary mention sure. for Mr. Dave here. I'm shocked <laughs> that that many people didn't instinctively think, okay, well, let, let's get cleaned up and then carry on with the rest of our evening. Or maybe the rest of the evening is just going to bed. That's the first thing I would do. I would thought, let's get cleaned up here. Yeah, I would assume so too. It's just more of a, are you going to use the bathroom first or am I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fifth on the list is get cleaned up. You found four things wow. more important, including checking your phone and turning on the TV. Can I just say that would irritate the shit out of me? Really? Just finished. The phone? And, and first thing you do is check your phone. Would you it's, say something? Probably. Well, maybe. Really? Yeah. So I take it there's is no it- phones in your bedroom? No, that's never happened before. I think that I would be... Unless that, unless it was a weird scenario where like, okay, I think we could squeeze this in before I'm getting this phone call or checking, I'm waiting for an email. Unless that had to do with the scenario at all, yeah, I'd be like, what, really? Okay. Hmm. So what do you find more insulting, picking up the phone or turning on the TV? Uh, picking up the phone. I like the TV in the bedroom. I like the TV on, even if it's just for the light and the atmosphere. I don't necessarily yeah, no, need it, to be watching it, but I kind of uh, like it on. And there's a difference, yeah. but there's a difference okay. between the TV and the phone. The phone is more like that's telling me that there's something really important that that comes maybe right after sex, maybe right equal to you. Like you got to check you the Twitter to make sure nothing happened in the last, you know, however long you took. 15, Three and a half did, minutes. <laughs> Like you just check that and now you're checking it again. Like where, where's your, you don't want to check with me. You don't want to see what I want to do. You don't want to do any of those things you mentioned. Cuddle. You don't want to do anything. Like not that I'm saying you have to every time, but if that was the go-to move was, well, let me see what the fuck people posted on Instagram from the last few minutes. I'd be like, whoa, I'm insulted. Yeah. You are, right? you should be addicted to me, not well, fucking yeah, Instagram. Well, whereas TV's different because TV's just TV. It's just whatever's on and that's cool. But a phone is completely different. That's your world and people who message you. Um, isn't cuddling after kind of like ordering an app after dinner? I don't disagree I with agree. you, Dave. I, I think we should abolish that. the whole fucking thing, to I, be honest I, I'm with, with you. I'm with you on that, actually. 
Oh. Yeah, it's just uh, I I have your information. We'll be in contact. <laughs> like you don't know, like something. I don't know. Go to the bathroom. Like I don't know. Like because I couldn't imagine just rolling over in the state I'm in, uh, and and putting on the TV and just being like, oh look at that, Obershed I... hit a home run tonight. Well, not the only one, huh? <laughs> I made a little mistake here. I had an NDA for you to sign, and you were supposed to do that before. So we just got a little paperwork to do, and then you can be on your way. Have a great night. Yeah, the paperwork beforehand really ruins the mood, doesn't it? It does, yes, yes. I don't know why people get upset. I mean, fuck, you're famous, Dave. They have to sign the paperwork. Yeah, okay. You know, it's just not an option. We're not negotiating this. Just sign it. Uh, Today is, and we'll wrap it up on this, National Drink Wine Day. They ask people, and they do every year, what's your favorite type of wine? 18% said Merlot. That's my favorite, too. Love a good California Merlot is my thing. Zinfandel was second. It beat out Chardonnay for the first time ever. So Zinfandel's getting more popular. 16% of people say they don't know anything about wine beyond there being red and white. (laughs) Put me in that group, please. (laughs) I I swear to God, I couldn't tell you the difference between a a, a Merlot and a Cab and all that stuff. I only know what I've heard you say. That's literally it. Have you been to a winery before, Dave, and done that whole, like, jaunt through the grape (laughs) grape vines and everything else? Yeah, yeah. You know what I retain? Just don't pay attention. (laughs) Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Did it on a date once. Like, oh, isn't this nice? You know, it's really nice. Oh, we're going to learn a lot about wine. Like, I don't care about (laughs) it at all. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> at all. At all. I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't. And I, I, if you, we did a blind taste test, I couldn't tell you what it was what. There's I actually, no way. I actually snickered a little bit at your wedding because you gave everybody a bottle of, of your wine. And I thought he wasn't there for that. He has no fucking idea what's in this I, wine. Actually, I did. I was part of it. And I still don't know. Like what? I was part of you were it there the, and you still don't know. I was a there. A little dash of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, we were part of the the the, the creation, the flavor. I, I don't know. I took a sip and I went, "Oh, it tastes good." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was really it. I was there for the bottling, like everything, and and wow. I still don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you. I I could not tell you what it is. Uh, for your information, the wine you gave us was a cab sav, and it was oh, actually beautiful. quite good. So beautiful. nice work, Dave. Char- oh, I, I knew that. Of, of course you did. <laughs> Chardonnay was the third most popular type, followed by Riesling. Riesling to me is like sugar. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Uh, Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, and Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I don't know if that makes a difference to you in your everyday lives, but this is the part that I want to get to. 35% of people say they're content drinking just one glass of wine. You can do that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You just pour enough in the glass that it's the serving of one, and then you put the bottle away and don't drink any more of it. Wait, it's one of those dealios where it's like a ginormous glass, right? That's what we're talking about here. No, no, no. You pour out like maybe six ounces, maybe even nine oh. ounces. You pour it in your glass, and then you put the the cork back in the bottle and put the bottle away. That's what that cork is for? I yeah, never knew. Yeah, it's to reseal it oh. after you've had enough for that serving. <laughs> 39% say two glasses is the magic number. 13% say they usually stop after three. Why would you? If you're three glasses of wine in, finish the fucking bottle. Come on. That, can, can you save I, it? It doesn't save well, right? No, wine saves fine. You just got to store you it properly. You can. You absolutely can. That's true. You have to wait, store it properly and wait. seal it properly. Yeah. Wait a minute. So what about this whole thing where you, you have to let it breathe and do all that stuff first? Yeah. Is that all just a, just a bunch of BS? No, it makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. But they're very okay. easy. You can just pop it on top of the bottle. Like they have a lot of them where you can just, yeah, they're easy. So, okay, you don't finish the bottle. You recork it and then you go to finish it. Next time, do you let it air again? Do the aerator maybe run it through the aerator? I usually yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, this is ridiculous. Well, what you need the tools to get the job it? done. Finish you... it the first time, then stand Thank you. up. That was my oh, point. Okay. That was my point. <laughs> is that the mission? <laughs> Fucking quitter. <laughs> it's like you can't like if you have like a can of a pop, for example, you drink half of it. You can't put the other half in the fridge. No. Then you're just ruining the pop and taking up space in the fridge. I feel like I have a threshold, though. Like that three that you mentioned, that's it for me if I don't want to go a little too crazy. Like if, if I don't want Cassandra to come out because there's Kat and then there's Cassandra and you can meet Cassandra after a few too many. If that threshold is probably right around the three. If I'm into my fourth, good chance she's coming out to play. So are you telling me that Cassandra is the one star passenger on an Uber? You know what? Probably. 
Probably. Ah, there you go. That's so where you got that's, it. That's why I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I haven't seen Cassandra in a long time. What, what's going on there? She's been around. We really? just have no events to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Dave, it's like a different person. It's hilarious. It's great. Uh, 9% of people claim they'll usually drink five glasses or an entire bottle in one sitting. I don't find that you can get five glasses out of one bottle of wine, first and foremost, not a standard size bottle. And number two, to me, a bottle is a standard serving. I don't know. If I'm going to drink wine, I'm going to drink wine. I think a lot of people are in that boat. They'll pretend. Oh, just I just had a titch of wine with dinner. You fucking liar. You had the whole bottle. Don't lie. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a titch. That's not a, a that's people a, say that. A titch titch like, is what you, you get. They call it six ounces at the keg, but it's really not much wine. No, you know? Not. Any restaurant that you order wine in, they'll try and give you a small serving. Or you can upsize it. You can keg size it or Kelsey size it or whatever you want. It's still not a lot of wine, Mm-mm. but it's like $10 a glass now. I know, it's ridiculous. Even for is there Canadian. Still a, is there still a group of people that are impressed by wine knowledge? Like like if you're out on a date or, or something, Kat, and you, you're with somebody who says, oh, well, this is a blah, 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 and here's why it's a good year, and oh, they use grapes from this region. Like, Is it like, a, oh, you know a lot, or is it like, this is a red flag, you're an alcoholic, and I probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah. get in a relationship with you. You know, I, I think to an extent it, it is kind of interesting when you learn about the the different grapes, any winery that I've been to where I learn about the, how they make certain products, and you know how, oh, this is a very sensitive grape, and it takes a lot of time. You know, I do appreciate that, and it does make you appreciate the wine more, but anything above that, like, yeah, there's probably a problem. If you know a little too much maybe i don't know about that i don't know like somali and on all fairness like if you're a sommelier it it really is very hard training like it's very intense like science level yes it's like chemistry basically you're learning it's it is science level you're absolutely right and it's a lot of exams and a lot of research and so absolutely there's some interesting things that can come about from learning that but I mean know your audience if, if you're trying in the middle of telling someone all that stuff and they're looking at you like I don't fucking know what you're saying then just stop just stop if they have to say things to you like you know what dial it back don't be so pretentious just order some wine okay that's a red flag if they say something to you like it's fucking McDonald's you shouldn't have brought that here put it away <laughs> that's also a problem <laughs> And I'd like to get a Big Mac or a kid meal, please. A kid's meal and and what's your uncorking fee? <laughs> <laughs> Who do we owe an apology to today, Dave? Uh, my in-laws. Oh, uh, right. Also, yeah, that's, lovely that's first lovely people from what I hear. Lovely people. Absolutely. And we also have to apologize to any Uber driver who has ever driven Scott around. Uh, we also need to apologize to people with expensive cars and people with Kias. We also have to apologize <laughs> to people who order kids' meals as adults. We'd also like to apologize to State Farm, Taco Bell, AT&T, and Mountain Dew. Uh, and also people who eat chips in bed after sex. And finally, we have to apologize to wine drinkers who know what they're talking about. And on that, have yourselves a great long weekend, everybody. If you're listening to us from America, it's President's Day on Monday. Here in Ontario, it's Family Day, and we're going to be off. But we'll be back Tuesday with another fresh episode of After 9. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Great. Great. Great.